This is the Chicken Yogi Show, hosted by the Chicken Yogi, Kit Kilstow. Kit creates neurodivergent and chronic illness liberation through a devotion to radical free-range wellness. Look for wellness as unique as you are and find your own path with the Chicken Yogi way. Learn more and receive a free gift when you subscribe to their newsletter at chickenyogi.com. And now, today's show. Hello and welcome to the Chicken Yogi Show. This is our first episode of 2023 and it also happens to be our first episode after taking a break over the holidays. Didn't mean to take a break but things kind of got ahead of me as far as college went and so I wanted to just basically wait until the new year and here we are. Since it is the new year and it is time for resolutions, I wanted to direct you to chickenyogi.com slash uncage. That is a free gift from me to you to talk about how to uncage your resolutions. I feel like for many of us, we do the New Year's resolution thing. And of course, there's TV commercials and internet ads. And I've gotten probably a dozen emails at least from people I follow who say, you know, New Year, New You, come start your resolutions. And I think a lot of people do those resolutions because they feel like they have to. They feel like they should, you know, we always should exercise more, we always should eat better, whatever that means for us. And when we come at our resolutions or our desire for change from a place of should or have to, rather than a real authentic want to do this, that is when your resolutions put you in a cage. So what do I mean by putting you in a cage? Well, Basically, you feel trapped. You feel like you have to do this. You're doing something you don't really want to. You haven't discovered your authentic reasons to make this change. It's, you know, hopping on a bandwagon. It's succumbing to peer pressure. It's doing things because you want to. So again, I encourage you to go to chickenyogi.com slash uncage and grab my free gift and see the three questions that will help you not be blocked in or not be caged in by your New Year's resolutions. So with that kind of being said, I wanted to talk a little bit about one of those resolutions for today's show. And that is exercise. But exercise and moving more means a lot of things to different people. And if you're neurodivergent, if you're chronically ill, a lot of times making those changes, moving more can actually be detrimental. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that as well as the fact that a lot of us just have a really bad connotation when people talk about fitness or exercise and that goes back to gym class or physical education. I don't think I'm alone uh, in saying that my favorite class was not gym class. As somebody who didn't realize it at the time but is autistic and has the lack of coordination, the lack of um, perioperception that kind of goes along with that. Unfortunately, I did not excel at sports. In fact, I often struck out in t-ball. And so that kind of tells you how bad it is when the ball is literally sitting on a tee in front of you. 
And my family wasn't sports inclined. And so I did not have anybody to, for example, play catch with me or take me to the park and help me. There were some sports that I did like. For example, I'm, you know, not too bad at tennis and I like tennis. Um, I haven't had an opportunity to play it in a long time. But I remember when I was younger, a friend and I would go down and, and play tennis quite a bit at the local park. I also like sports like archery. Um, I did go out for track one year, mostly for the novelty of going out for track and not being able to run very fast or very well. I did shot put and discus and I held up the bottom on every single meet I went to. I always placed last, but you know, it was an interesting year. And ironically or not, um, because I went out, I ended up getting a letter in track. So I lettered in track, which sounds um, kind of funny when you think about it. But for the most part, gym class was a lot of bullying, a lot of being left out, a lot of being picked last. And again, I'm not alone in this, especially if you're neurodivergent, if you had a chronic illness at a young age, you were probably among those um, lines too. And so what I've recently realized is I've thought about my relation to physical fitness and to exercise is that there's still a lot of things that I need to unlearn and that I think a lot of us need to unlearn because it is so easy as kids because you're taught gym class or physical exercise, this is what it is. And so you're taught this at a young age, you internalize this, you have these bad experiences and then you're an adult, we get into an office job, we're a little bit more sedentary than we ought to be. We need to increase our activity. And there is a subconscious instinctual, ooh, you know, pullback that, no, I don't want to do that because I don't want gym. And that was very traumatic. What I realized, though, is that when I was able to separate my movement of, you know, physical exercise from gym class or traditional gym environments that really my entire relationship with it changed. And here's what I mean by that. It's probably been about 12 to 15 years ago now, but I decided kind of out of the blue that one of the things that we had to do in track was run a mile. And I usually ended up walking my mile. It, you know, those of us that went out for shot putt and discus kind of joked around a little bit. And so I wanted to see if I could run a mile. That was kind of just a personal thing. And I got one of those couch to 5k programs, a book about it. I started off, you know, really, really working towards it where you run for 60 to 90 seconds, you walk for 60 to 90 seconds, and eventually you increase the time you're running and decrease the time you're walking. And before I knew it, I was running a mile or more. And this was something that really gave me a lot of pride. Hey, I could do this. I felt like I had achieved some milestone, but I did this on my own. I um, We lived in a trailer park at the time, so I had some nice sidewalks to work on. I figured out how far I needed to go. And so I did my running there on my own, put my headphones in. I had an, an iPod, which kind of tells you how long ago it was because it wasn't even an up-to-date iPod. 
And that's what I did. I did enroll in a local gym for because I wanted to run on days where it was colder or they didn't always shovel the sidewalks. And so I wanted to have a safer place to run. And so I did run quite a bit on a treadmill at the gym. Actually, this was at the time of the Beijing Olympics. I actually remember that now. So um, because I remember watching the Olympics on the TV at the gym. So I, that was, you know, that was kind of my first step into really divorcing gym class and my school age PE experience from the idea of moving my body more and using my body more. The other way that I really think gets to the heart of my goal as somebody to teach you free range wellness is when I my father passed away. I decided I was going to get healthy. I was going to get fit. And I joined Weight Watchers. I ended up losing a whole bunch of weight. I also ended up gaining a majority of it back as as one does when one is way too strict with themselves. <laughs> um, but what happened was my exercise, I figured out that I could get activity points for going out to the barn and working with my horse. I don't ride. I had a bad accident when I was a teenager, so I don't ride my horse. Um, but I did groundwork with her. And so to explain a little bit, if you're not an equestrian, usually that entails either putting the horse on long lines and walking behind the horse, or I simply led the horse around, or um, I did a lot of desensitizing where you walk back and forth and, you know, work with them on, you know, getting them used to things like scary grocery plastic bags and different things. Um, you also lunge where you have the horse on a very long line. They go in circles around you. You stay in one place or in my case, I walked very small circles. But basically it was a lot of walking, um, some jogging, but it was all groundwork. And of course, the Weight Watchers had activity points for actually horse grooming. Because if you groom a horse, it is not like sitting down, having a cat next to you, brushing the cat sort of thing or brushing the dog. It's a very active process. And so I was able to get activity points for grooming my horse. I was able to get, you know, 30, 40 minutes of walking in several times a week by doing groundwork. I was at the barn. I was with my horse, which means I was happy you know, totally able to work the physical work into something that was for me. Again, we're free ranging our wellness. We are not doing traditional things that we feel like we have to do. You know, I have to go to the gym and put in half an hour on a treadmill, which where I live now being about a half an hour out of town or about 25 miles out of town, There'd be a lot of driving. There'd be a commute involved. It totally would not be authentic to me to go into a gym at this point. But good news, I live on a homestead. I live on a farm. There's always things that I can do to get myself active and moving out here. As far as I've got, you know, always have horse chores to do. I feed twice a day. I usually get in eight to 10,000 steps simply by doing things around the farm, whether that's walking down to get the mail, feeding the horses, feeding the chickens, or even taking care of some of those chores that have kind of fallen by the wayside, like, you know, pulling weeds, cleaning up the garden area, preparing the garden for spring planting, that sort of thing. There's always something I can do. 
And to me, being active in that way, not only does that not bring back those horrible memories of traditional sports and gym class and all the bullying and everything that went on, but it allowed me to change my relationship with activity. What I found through horsework, through farm work, through the yoga I do, is that I love moving and stretching my body. And when that can make me feel better, whether that's mentally by going out and spending some time with my horses, or spending some time in the garden by the chicken run so I can get some work done, watch my chickens, regulate my mental and nervous system. But also, it's just a matter of, you know, the yoga helps my fibromyalgia, the yoga helps, you know, stretching, I've got a lot of tight muscles. And so when I can do all of that, it helps build a new relationship with physical movement. It helps build a new relationship with being active. And so as we think about the new year, New Year's resolutions, there's a lot of us out there. And again, this is said from a place of love, not a place of judgment, because I include myself in this. We could always, you you know, we could always move more. We could always spend less time in front of the computer, in front of the television and find ways to move more. But the only way that we're going to do that, the only way that I'm going to do that is if you can find a way that really makes it authentic to you and doesn't bump up against those bad experiences that you had in gym class. So how do we do this? Well, I feel like, first of all, we need to completely forget about gym class, completely forget about what you know about physical fitness. If it feels like something you should do, if it feels like something you have to do, if it feels like something everybody else is doing, um, you know, I think about like the Peloton commercials and nothing against Peloton. If, if I had money and, you know, better internet, I, it might be something I think about doing um, because I do like riding exercise bikes. Um, I do like biking and I don't have an opportunity out here um, on the gravel road to do a lot of biking. But, you know, if I think about that and they advertise that a certain percentage of people stay with the program and it seems to be, you know, spin classes, they were talked about on the TV show Sex in the City. There's a lot of, there's a lot of groupthink and there's a lot of doing what everybody else is doing. And I feel like that if it's something you want to do, that's great. And I don't want to discourage you. But if it's something you're on the fence about, if you're like, I don't know what to do, then doing something that everybody else is doing, especially getting into like a class or a gym environment, is going to touch upon those old wounds from gym class. It's going to remind you of being in gym class. It's going to remind you of being picked last. It may even remind you of, you know, maybe having to learn a new sport or a new skill. And we're all beginners and we all have to start somewhere. Like I said, with that, with that running program, it was walk for 60 to 90 seconds, you know, run for 60 to 90 seconds. And those, those initial, you know, alternating times were really tough. I mean, if, if you're not used to running, even doing something like that can kind of kick your butt for a bit. So I feel like, that getting into a class or something, unless you're really social, unless that's something you want to do, 
may not be the best way to start those New Year's resolutions. And again, we want to create these resolutions. We want to create this desire for change, not because we have to or we've turned the calendar, but because you really want to craft and create this change in your life. And so if we do that, we free range our way to wellness. We find something that works for us. So I would say keep an open mind. Experiment. Think about things you want, you want to learn. Think about things that you want to do. Think about ways that you can incorporate something you like. If you like dogs, for example, and maybe you're in a position where you can't keep dogs, perhaps seeing if you can walk dogs for a local animal shelter. That gets you active. It does some good. It helps you know you to spend time with an animal that you like. That's, that's always a win-win type situation. If you, you know, want to get into involved with an activity. There are things like gardening. There are things like um, painting. There are things, and by painting, I mean like painting a room, not painting a picture that can actually be more movement and full body um, workouts. And so there's things that you can think about doing. And of course, I invite you to check out the Chicken Yogi Wellness Club at club.chickenyogi.com. While my main focus right now is some very gentle yoga, as well as some meditation, I am hoping to add different fitness modalities and different ways of moving your body to the club. So you're always welcome to check that out as well. But find something that works for you. Find something that feels authentic, even if it's just getting up and walking around your room for a bit. One of the things that I know I've been trying to do is just stand more when I'm at my desk. And by doing that and incorporating more physical activity, you, you start to find little authentic ways to work that into your day and into your routine that doesn't feel so overwhelming. It doesn't feel so demanding and it doesn't feel so much like gym class. And I think that's where we really need to think about free ranging because when you find something that works for you, whether that's walking dogs, spending time with a horse, walking a horse, um, doing gardening, when you find things that you really want to do, then you can start experimenting and you can start working these into your life authentically. And that's how real change happens because you have to want it. That's, you know, not exactly one of the questions I have in my free range, you know, the free offer there at chickenyogi.com slash uncage. One of those questions is not, do you want it? But you have to want it. And then you have to find out reasons why you want it. And that's what the handout helps you dive into. But you have to really want to make the change for yourself or for good reasons. Doing it because your doctor tells you to, doing it because everybody around you tells you, that is not, that's only going to take you so far. That's not going to create lasting change because eventually if you're doing something that someone else tells you to do, 
you're going to find ways to, to not do that. You're going to find ways to return back to what you want to do. It's, it's the equilibrium that our bodies naturally find. So I encourage you, if you're thinking about adding more physical movement here in the new year, think about, first of all, your relationship to gym class and what you've been taught about physical movement and maybe what life has taught you about that. And then start thinking about ways that you can tell yourself new stories. Think about ways that you can incorporate physical movement into your life on your own terms. Think about ways that you can create things that come authentically from what you want to do rather than from a sense of obligation. I hope this has helped. I do encourage you to check out chickenyogi.com slash uncage. That's my free gift to you for the new year. Or again, check out club.chickenyogi.com. We've got a founding special going on right now until March 1st. So let's think about ways that we can move together in the new year. Thanks for listening and I'll see you at the next show. Thank you for listening to The Chicken Yogi Show, hosted by The Chicken Yogi, Kit Kalestow. Kit's passion is creating neurodivergent and chronic illness liberation through a devotion to radical free-range wellness. We're not one-size-fits-all people, so why should your wellness be designed for everyone? Learn more at chickenyogi.com and subscribe to the newsletter while you're there for a free gift. Please follow the podcast at podcast.chickenyogi.com. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Music is Running with the Horses by Purple Planet Music. Their website is purple-planet.com. This show is copyright 2023. All rights reserved by Kit Kalestow and Chicken Yogi. Thank you for listening.